time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Welcome back to another edition of Reengineering Your Finances. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Charles Weldy, and we've got a special episode for you today. If you're new, Charles is the founder of CP Weldy Group based in Chadsford, Pennsylvania. You can find him online at cpweldygroup.com. Charles is well qualified to talk about financial matters as a certified financial planner and a CPA. So he brings that tax perspective as well as that comprehensive planning guidance and advice to clients and uh, share some of that knowledge with us on the show each and every week. And the knowledge that will be shared today is going to be a lot of fun. And Charles, I'm looking forward to this. We teased this in the last episode, uh, but if you didn't hear that last one, Charles today is going to highlight three of his mentors uh, that he's interacted with and, and learned from throughout years in the industry. Talk about some of the concepts that they talked about him, uh, th- that they taught him, that he uses in his business, and also uh, the relationship with these different folks. And so I'm looking forward to learning about this, Charles, getting a little insight into who's influenced you and helped mold and shape you into the advisor you are today. And so I'll, I'll let you sort of take the lead on today's episode and uh, tell us about these uh, three great people. Sure. So uh, what I like to do, Walter, is maybe start with the first person that I met back in, I guess, the mid-90s. His name's Nick Murray. And Nick Murray is, um, he used to work for E.F. Hutton. So you know he's an old guy, right? I mean, E.F. Hutton, when, you know, E.F. Hutton speaks, uh, people listen. I mean, I think that was uh, one of the <laughs> commercials back then. Yeah. But uh, he, he, you know, he basically... Um, you know, was a financial planner when, hey, if you needed a stock, you went to a financial planner. If you needed a CD, you went to the bank. If you needed insurance, you went to an insurance agency. But basically now, a lot of these um, disciplines are really like interrelated. So you can get, you know, anything from anybody today because it seems like the insurance industry, the, um, you know, wealth management industry, and even like the tax industry now is kind of overlapping where people are kind of a one-stop shop for a lot of investors slash, you know, retirees. But Nick Murray comes to the top of my list because he taught me a couple things that just are, you know, uh, I mean, anytime I think about, you know, volatility, I think of Nick Murray. Uh, one of the things he said was like, wealth comes to the owner, not the loner, right? So think about that. Wealth comes to the owner, not the loner. So really, when you look at asset classes, there's generally like two big asset classes. One would be equities or stock. And that's the owner of companies. And the other one would be uh, fixed income, which, you know, basically is a, a creditor of a company when you buy a bond. And, you know, when you do the math, I mean, historically, not in any one year, but over a period of time, uh, equities have outperformed uh, fixed income almost like, you know, by uh, two to one margin. And what do I mean by that? I mean, if you look at the historical rate of return for equities, it's been like 10% round numbers. And then if you subtract like, you know, annual inflation, which averaged about 3% a year, your your real return on equities over time has been net 7% per year. Do you follow that concept so far? Following, yep. All right. Now, if you, you know, uh, look at uh, bonds or fixed income, historically, the return on bonds, the gross return has been, you know, 6%. And when you factor in the inflation of, of three, you get a net three. So when you compare seven versus three, it leads us to, to realize that, hey, when you invest in equities, you're going to make you know, over twice the amount of uh, revenue in the long term that you would do in fixed income. So it begs the question, why do people you know, yeah, not put all their money in stocks? You know, and it's obviously because of the volatility, right? Uh, you know, we all fear, you know, that, you know, what we have is going to get down in value. Uh, but volatility really is, 
um, the opposite side of the same coin. Volatility works both ways. Volatility, you could be down 10%, you could be up 10%. Uh, and Nick has always taught us as advisors that when we interview and we sit down and we do a discovery meeting with clients, we always need to go for the fear. What are they fearing, all right? Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it's good to make small talk, you know, where you, you know, how'd you hear about us? You know, where are you from? Tell me about your family, that type thing. But the most important thing of that first meeting with clients is you always want to discover what their fear is. And, you know, when you really dissect it, Walter, there's really only five general fears that people have. Number one, running out of money, all right? I couldn't believe this, but there's statistics out there that say over seven out of 10 people are concerned about running out of money in retirement. So that's one of the fears. Another one is market volatility, all right? And we're gonna see in a minute where one of my other mentors, Jason Smith, you know, developed a process where, you know, market volatility can really be uh, a positive, not a negative. Uh, purchasing power, everyone's afraid of like uh, losing their principal but with inflation at you know three percent average a year, and now it's much higher. You know, if you lose your purchasing power, that's almost as bad as losing your principal. Because hey, what cost a dollar today might cost two dollars and fifty cents twenty years from now. We have to account for that. And taxes are maybe like you know another thing that people fear. Um, you know, they have large retirement account balances that they don't own hundred percent of that account balance. You know, some people are going to give away 25, 30% of that account balance to Uncle Sam as they start taking that money out if they don't plan properly. And the fifth, you know, fear that people have is, you know, catastrophic illness, long-term care. You know, everybody wants long-term care, but nobody wants to pay for it. So there's ways that when you get a plan done that maybe uh, based on what your fears are that not only can they be reduce, but some of them can possibly be eliminated. So Nick has always taught me, uh, you know, when I sit down with people, maybe for a discovery meeting, don't, you know, be an enabler and just listen and kind of like, you know, uh, rock back and forth, really go for the fear, like have them articulate their fear and let them know that you understand how they feel. Because most people, you know, just have five fears. And if we can address one, two or three of them, you know, chances are the other two will be eliminated also in the process. So Nick Murray gets uh, maybe my first um, acknowledgement for of all the people that I've ever met, he might be one of the top people that really influenced the way that I communicate with people the way that, you know, I believe that, yeah, people should really, you know, have more equities and fixed income. You know, that was really the starting point of my career, maybe in the mid 90s when I met Nick. And just as to finalize this, I used to go to his boot camp every year and uh, probably for about 15 years. And I think, you know, when I look back on it, maybe in the 90s, it was only about $1,200 a day. It was only one day. And then, like, the last one I went to was two years ago. It was a little over $2,000 for one day. And I remember going for, like I said, 15 years or so. And maybe at the 12th time I was there, Nick asked the group, he says, you know, there's a lot of people in this room that keep on coming back, like, year in and year out. And I kind of say the same thing. I'm just curious why they keep on coming back. So I raised my hand. I said, you know what? I said, when I read the newspapers and I put on the TV and I see all that negative news, I know I can come here like one day a year and listen to something that I believe in that's positive and that'll keep me like motivated for the next 364 days. So kudos to, to Nick Murray for 
really being like, um, you know, a beacon in my growth and development. And uh, I've read all his books and uh, maybe just as a, um, you know, commercial for Nick. I mean, I'm not really attached to him one way or the other, but he has a book called Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. And I think anyone that's listening to this podcast, if they got a copy of that Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth and read it, it's really a book for the consumer, the investor. And uh, it really highlights what Nick's investment philosophy is. And I kind of like adhere to what his investment philosophy is, probably about up to 85, 90%. You know, uh, so it's, it's a good read and something worth uh, someone's time, uh, investment of time to read that book, Simple Wealth, Inevitable Wealth. Very cool. We'll uh, link to that in the description of today's show just so that people can find it easily. And uh, hopefully some folks will check that out. And that'll give a little lift to Nick and a little thank you to him for his influence and support of you over the years, Charles. So great to hear that background. And also interesting, you know, this business uh, I've learned over the years, it seems to be very much, um, you know, one side is the numbers and the plan and the technical stuff. And the other side's the psychology. And so it's neat that your first exposure, really, you got some deep understanding into the psychological part of it and really helped learn it it taught you it sounds like how to really talk to people communicate and that has probably really helped you along the way letting that be your foundation more than just the technicals no definitely because like i'm an analytical and uh, basically i look at balance sheets and income statements i can dissect them but when you go for the feelings and you really see and you take a deeper dive what's underneath those feelings i mean you really connect to the client and uh, i think you're in a better position to really help them tremendously all right very good so uh that's the shout out to nick murray who is one of the other mentors that you want to highlight so i met this guy like 12 years ago in north carolina his name's jason smith and jason smith when i met him 12 years ago i think he was in his late 30s or early 40s a really young guy and you know i'm much older than jason And I was shocked that such a young guy could be so brilliant. But basically, he created a mastermind group. And right now, there's probably about 300 members of this mastermind group. And what we do, Walter, is we meet twice a year and we share ideas to empower each other to be the best advisor we possibly can be for our existing client base. And Jason, you know, through the mastermind group, you know, created a couple concepts. One of the things that he created was called the money cycle. I mean, people probably have heard about the money cycle, but, you know, most people use the money cycle this way. They, they say, all right, the money cycle consists of two, I guess, subsets. One is the accumulation cycle where we're accumulating money. And the second subset would be the distribution cycle where now we're retired and we're, distribu- we're, distribu- we're distributing basically the, you know, the fruits of our labor. Well, Jason, what he saw in his like growth and development, and he shared it with the mastermind group, he saw that, hey, in the money cycle, there really is a, a piece that's missing for most retirees, and that's called the preservation piece. And the preservation piece just basically is, you know, uh, you don't go directly from accumulation and distribution. You really have to like analyze what this client's income gap is or what their RMDs are going to be, you know, during, say, the next 10 year period so that you put sufficient amount of capital in this preservation bucket where you know when the money is needed, it's going to be there and it didn't go down in value. So that's really critical because uh, a lot of people that need to live off of a certain amount of money, say $30,000 a year, in addition to their Social Security and their pension, they might say, hey, you know what, I need a safe investment. A safe investment today could pay, what, 3%. So I'm going to put a million dollars in this investment to generate 
$30,000 a year for my, you know, income gap. Well, the problem there is you're tying up a million dollars. What Jason does with his, you know, money cycle is he might say, hey, you know what? Let's put 300000 into this preservation piece and let's take out $30,000 a year for the next 10 years. And, you know, we got our $30,000. It's not going to get down in value. It might not grow a lot, but guess what? You know, when you're taking money out of a pot that's continuously going down month to month to month, what's important is not the income that it makes. What's important is that it doesn't go down in value. And what that does, it allows for the remaining $700,000 to maybe go in a later bucket for growth. And, you know, realistically, you know, we talked in an earlier podcast about equities. I mean, the real returns of equities, you know, historically after inflation has been north of 6%. But at 6%, money doubles in 12 years. So my point I want to make is with the money cycle, Jason showed me a formula that I can use in my head where I can sit down with anyone, determine what their total investment balance is, discover what their income gap is, and then create, like on a piece of paper, you know, a financial plan without labeling like specific investments. And it's really been kind of a game changer because you can tell people, you can say, you know what, it looks like based upon what you share with me, you're not going to be able to retire because you're going to run out of money. Or, hey, you thought you were going to retire three or four years down the road. You know, based upon my preliminary analysis, you have more than enough today that you can retire whenever you want. So it's really been a game changer, the money cycle concept that Jason shared, not only with me, but with all the other uh, members of the mastermind group. And That's then great Walter, to hear. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. And then, Walter, what, what you know, really came out of that was uh, he created uh, this book. Uh, it's called The Bucket Plan. Uh, and the bucket plan, you know, I think years ago, maybe even now, it's still you know, a bestseller, but it's a simple concept. Like most people that I meet, especially new people that come in, you know, that get introduced to our firm for the first time, when I inquire about their investment portfolio, as a general rule, most people have one investment portfolio. They have, I'll just, you know, say, hey, they have a million dollars and it's in like a, a 60-40 account, which means that 60% of that money is in stock. 40% might be in fixed income. You know, I'm overgeneralizing, but I'm just introducing a concept. But what Jason will do is he'll say, hey, wait a minute. Let's time segment that money. You know, let's put it in three buckets. We'll put it into a now bucket, generally in the bank. And the now bucket is really like, hey, what income gap are you going to have maybe over the next like half year or a year? You know, so we'll put that money in that now bucket. Hey, do you have an emergency uh, coming up? Do you have a new car that you're going to buy? Do you have a wedding uh, planned? You know, whatever those like planned expenses are, we'll put that money in something safe. Yeah, it's not going to make a lot, but it's going to be there when you need it. That's the now bucket, right? And then what it'll do is it'll take the remaining monies and it'll segregate it into the soon and later bucket. And the example that I just gave, let's just say that you had a million dollars and you need a 30000 a month or 30000 a year rather, 2500 a month. He'll put 300 grand in the soon bucket, it'll be invested generally in fixed income or maybe a conservative stock account. But that money will be there as you need it month to month to month. And then that gives you permission to take the remaining 700,000, put it in the later bucket. Generally speaking, it would be invested in stocks. Hey, we know stocks are volatile, 
But, you know, when you know psychologically that you have maybe 10 years worth of income, or maybe it's three years in the program, now you have seven years left, or it's seven years in the program, you have three years left. When that market's up, down, or sideways, you're not freaking out because your emotions now are out of your investing. And you know that long term, it's inevitable, if history's any guide, that stocks will outperform fixed income. So, you know, the bucket plan has really been a process that my staff you know, understands fully. It's so easy to implement with clients. Uh, when I meet with prospects, they get it. Uh, and I think it's really been um, a, a catalyst in like me uh, remaining being passionate about what I do because uh, I don't need software to figure out whether their money's gonna last or not. I just need this concept called the bucket plan and know what the historical rates of fixed income and or equities have been to determine whether that client has more than enough, not enough, or you know uh, whatever in terms of planning. So uh, Caduce to Jason Smith, the guy's only in his mid forties now. He's probably one of the greatest individuals I've ever met because he's a giver. Um, he gets up there on stage, and he basically uh, is authentic, and he just gives us, you know, what he believes in. And um, for the most part, uh, he's got a lot of you know, people that believe in him. So thanks again, Jason, for uh, the training and development over the last 10, 12 years. And uh, you really made my job a lot more fun. And, uh, you know, I rediscovered the passion that I brought to the, this career, you know, 25, 30 years ago. Great to hear. And uh, how about we link to that bucket plan book as well? If folks want to check that out, uh, yeah. it might be a helpful resource also. So. Yeah, it's called The Bucket Plan, and uh, Jason Smith is the author. And uh, definitely an easy read, a true story about a woman who lost her husband, uh, but she had a bucket plan done, and she lived happily ever after. Very good. Thank you for uh, the, those details on Jason Smith. And Jason, thanks for helping uh, uh, educate and, and mentor and uh, help Charles along his way as well so that he can help so many others. All right. Last but not least, who's the third uh, mentor that you want to highlight today, Charles? Yeah. So the third, I mean, uh, you know, I'm kind of like, um, how do I say this? Like, I'm surprised that I'm mentioning him because like when I first met him, he was like an administrator or I thought he was an administrator working like in the, the group that I'm affiliated with this mastermind group. His name is Dave Allison. But Dave, his growth and development over the last 10 years has been like unbelievable. I mean, he's like one of the top producers in the industry. He doesn't have a lot of clients, but he really has a niche. And that niche is integrating tax planning and wealth management. And what Dave has taught me, and, and again, like, you know, just for the people on the podcast, I've been in the uh, CPA business for, uh, gee, longer than I'd like to you know, imagine, but it's like 40 years. Uh, and what I've learned from Dave in the last, say, five years has been really unbelievable because he's taken, you know, Charles Weldy analytical and he's like transformed him into Charles Weldy, the, the good communicator with people. Um, when he sits down with them, I can show them certain things that will make tax planning or tax management a lot easier for them because they get it instead of me articulating for 10, 15 minutes. I just show them one or two concepts. They get it and then we're off to the races. So what does Dave really like uh, show me? He's created what we call the tax efficient funnels, Walter. And what they are, just like Jason with the bucket plan, now sooner and later money, Dave has tax efficient funnels where he further divides that money into pre-tax money like IRAs or 401ks post-tax money like brokerage accounts, you know, or money at the bank, or tax-free accounts like Roth IRAs or cash value life insurance. 
And what he's opened up for me was he showed me like, hey, wait a minute, like most people that we meet have the bulk of their money in that pre-tax account so that when they're required to take the money out, they're going to get hit with a toll charge in the form of tax liability. And most people today are in the 22% marginal tax bracket, which means that when they take that money out, they get to keep 78 cents on a dollar because the IRS is going to get 22 cents on a dollar. So what Dave has shown us is that, hey, not overnight. It doesn't happen overnight. That's tax planning. He's created this concept called tax management, where we're not looking at it just one and done. We're looking at it year to year to year to year, and we're trying to discover what opportunities we can help our clients implement that will reduce their overall tax burden throughout their lifetime. And, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing. You know, he has this tool called um, the measuring cup, where it's just like a measuring cup that you would have for eggs, flour, whatever. And it has like uh, all the marginal tax rates on it. It starts at 10 and it ends at 37. And Dave, what he did in his wisdom is he color coded it. Like the 10 and 12% tax brackets, which are the lowest, are color coded in green. And the highest tax bracket, 37%, is color coded in red. And as a simple concept, I'll just tell my clients, like, hey, green is good, red is bad. And, you know, in between is where all the, you know, planning occurs. So what Dave has, like, you know, kind of articulated to all of us in the mastermind group who's taken this tax management journey course is that, you know, you could be a married couple and have almost $110,000 a year of income. And if your assets are located in the correct place, if they're, you know, uh, in, in allocated strategically amongst pre-tax, post-tax, and tax-free, you could actually, for the rest of your life, be in the 12% tax bracket. And why is that really important? Well, that's important because I used to be an advocate, and I still am an advocate of um, David McKnight, the power of zero. Have you ever heard of that? Power Zero. Yeah, uh, yeah. David yeah. McKnight, a lot of yeah. people uh, follow him, popular. Yeah, and he's a very popular guy. I actually taught his course at a local university about five years ago, and I could get just about anybody into the 0% tax bracket over time. And, you know, as we speak, I probably got a half a dozen people from, you know, where they were 25 years ago into the 0% tax bracket today. But Dave has taught me that I don't have to do that. I just have to get them into the 12% bracket. Why? Well, when you're in the 12% tax bracket, people don't realize that your capital gains tax is zero, right? So, and, and maybe your effective tax rate, even though you're in the 12% tax bracket, your effective tax rate might be like 3% or 4%. Why? Because you have a standard deduction of like, say, 25000 You've got some money taxed at 10%, maybe up to 20000 maybe up to another 60000 taxed at 12%. But your effective rate, what every dollar got taxed at, might be more like 6 So I don't mind my clients paying 6 and keeping 94 I don't like them, like, you know, uh, paying 22 and keeping 78. So what Dave has taught me is like, hey, those clients that come in that, you know, have worked with big companies and now have like a pension that you'll never get them in a 0% tax bracket, that have good Social Security benefits, say you'll never get them down to not paying any tax on their Social Security, but you can get them in that 10 or 12% tax bracket. And what that will mean is like, hey, their effective tax rates are extremely low. Their Medicare premiums are extremely low. And, you know, even if they need more than $110,000 a year, Dave has shown us where, hey, we can have Roth IRA money coming out tax-free. doesn't affect their tax liability. We can have cash value life insurance coming out tax-free. 
which doesn't affect their tax liability. Anything above that, you know, that 12% tax bracket, which now is 22 as we speak, can now be funded or we can take that money out of tax-free assets. So really powerful. I mean, I feel like I have an upper edge when I meet with clients now because I do have a tax background, but now I'm able to articulate it in a much more powerful manner by just showing them one or two uh, handouts that I have that really visualize the power of integrating your financial planning with your tax planning. You know, Dave Allison, you know, if you listen to this uh, podcast, just know that you made a big impact, not just on me, who has a background as a CPA, but, you know, several other, you know, uh, advisors in our group. I know that, you know, they've taken what you've, you know, created, and they're actually like helping more and more people integrate tax planning with their financial planning. And uh, it's really a great one to punch for sure. Great to hear all of these stories about these different mentors in your life, Charles. And it sounds like we got uh, kind of a cool smattering of all the different elements that kind of make up your your planning style and your interaction style from psychological and sort of the emotional side of things and interacting and communication uh, all the way to then the planning process. And of course, uh, you know, you're a big tax guy, right, as a CPA, and that's where you got your start in the business. And so uh, we knew that one of these mentors was going to have kind of a heavy tax focus, I I would have imagined uh, at the start. So uh, we got that a little bit as well. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, for the real the real issue, too, is like, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, and I, I, I get it. Like some people want to self-manage their own accounts. That's fine. But one thing that people have to realize is that taxes are an expense. And, you know, if you have the bulk of your money in pre-tax accounts, they're you know, there's definitely like a, a planning opportunity to maybe over time, some people it might take three years, some people seven, some people, you know, maybe 10, 12, 15 years. But, you know, to ignore that really is to ignore a huge expense. And even I think, you know, uh, who was it? Ed Slot. Uh, Ed Slot had said like, you know, taxes may be the single most, uh, you know, uh, largest expense in retirement that people will you know, have to overcome if they really want to have a successful retirement. So, uh, don't minimize the tax burden. And uh, no matter what your wealth is, I mean, I think just about anybody can get in that 12% tax bracket with proper planning. Well, thank you so much for all of this uh, conversation today, Charles, and telling us about these mentors. And again, we'll link to some of those books that Charles mentioned in the description of today's show so you can find those easily. And this was a fun episode, Charles, a little sidestep from all the uh, the heavy financial talk that we often get into in the uh, very specific retirement planning conversations and just need to learn a little bit more about you and those who helped mold you throughout the years. And so uh, thanks for doing something a little different today. We appreciate that. Yeah, sure, Walter. Can I just give a, one more plug for uh, Dave Allison? He does have um, a course that he gives. I think it's a two-day course. It's called the Tax Management Journey. And, um, you know, uh, if there's other advisors listening to this podcast, I mean, I would like definitely like, um, you know, Google the Tax Management Journey, get in touch with Dave, uh, take that. It'll make your it'll make your plans like a lot more meaningful and, and you'll help your clients in a way that, you never really would imagine. You don't need to bring in like an expert. I think when you take Dave's two-day course, you'll have enough ammunition to be able to uh, to maybe like improve the plans that you're given and really integrate that taxes and, and financial planning together. So I uh, just want to let people know that that's available, the tax management journey, uh, Dave Allison. I don't get anything out of it except uh, I just want people uh, to give better plans and to help as many people as they possibly can. You know, uh, that's, 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 that's all I want from it. 
I think I found that uh, online through uh, through Googling as well, uh, Charles. So I'll link that to that in the description too, and we'll help share that knowledge and uh, expertise with others. So thank very you, cool. Walter. Well, thank you, Charles. We appreciate it, and thanks everybody for listening to today's show. If you have any questions for Charles and want to talk specifically about your financial plan, you know the ways to get in touch. You can call 610-388-7705 or go online to cpweldygroup.com. Charles and I will be back for another great episode next time. So come back and join us again on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.